For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Welcome to the WRAL Daily Download. I'm Amanda Lamb. We're doing a deep dive all week long into North Carolina history with WRAL multi-platform producer Heather Leah, who also hosts our Hidden History segment, exploring our state's lost history. And today, we're going to talk about some of the historical remnants of slavery in North Carolina, including the Underground Railroad. Heather, welcome to the program. Thank you for having me. Thanks for being here. So tell me what brought you to this story and and tell me who you reached out to to learn more about this part of our history. So I feel like when we're talking about the history of slavery in the 1800s, there are a lot of remnants and it's something we should know about. It's something that we should understand um, because the impacts that happened back then are creating ripple effects to this very day. And, and that's why that history is important for us to know. And so I spoke with several experts um, who this is their specialty so that I could learn more about it myself and hopefully bring some of those stories from them to you. Uh, and specifically, I want to talk today about four specific sites that exist in North Carolina that you can visit um, that have actual tangible remnants of the Underground Railroad um, still still standing today, that you can just go and be there and, and try to really understand this history. So first, let's define the Underground Railroad um, as you know it and, and from what you learned from these experts. So I spoke uh, to two people in particular uh, that I want to comment on that I that I spoke with to learn more about this was Lisa Jones. She's director of the Washington Waterfront Underground Railroad Museum. And that is a place that you can visit and she will teach you so much, so much history and so much of the why it's important and how it's lasting until today, but also just the culture and the tradition and just down to the littlest details. I, I highly recommend visiting her museum. And then also Dr. Adrian Israel, uh, a retired history professor at Guilford College. And from speaking with them and from other forms of research as well, my understanding is the Underground Railroad, and we hear about it in school, right? We tend to learn about the Underground Railroad but we don't really understand how it worked and and that there are places we can go today to really have a better understanding of that. But it was a system of people that were working together in all these different ways to help people escape plantations, people who were enslaved at plantations. And it was a very secret system. Um, if you got caught helping someone escape a plantation, I mean, you could be killed. Um, so it was a very serious thing and it was a very secretive thing. And because of that, some of that history is hard to find um, because people weren't talking about it. And there's not a lot of oral history about the Underground Railroad because 
it's not something you would be talking about. And that's all the more reason that we should dig into it and try to understand uh, who the people were who were involved in the Underground Railroad. Many of the people involved would have been Quakers. Uh, The Quaker community was very actively involved. Other people involved in the Underground Railroad would be people who were black but also free. And so they would be putting their necks out to try and help other people get to freedom as well. Um, You know, you mentioned the Quakers, and one of the stories I read in some of your reporting were how the communication developed between the Quakers or also people who were black and free and the people who were enslaved because they couldn't just talk to one another. They had to connect in other ways. And and they used songs, for example. They did. Um, one of the songs that uh, Dr. Israel told me about was um, something to the effect of, I'm, I'm going over River Jordan. I'm going over River Jordan. Oh, I'm going over the river. I'm going to Deep River. Or I'm going to Snow Camp. And these songs that seemed kind of harmless as someone's singing them as they walk by were actually codes to let you know, hey, Deep River is a good freedom road to take together, to take today. And the freedom roads, um, if you ever hear that term, it was a river. Rivers were called freedom roads. And uh, Pamlico River was a pretty active one. Roanoke River uh, was another one. Deep River, I'm not sure they took the Deep River, but they would cross the Deep River. Um, and uh, going down, of course, to the coast was a pretty common way of, of trying to escape. And when you understand that about these places, uh, they take on a new context and a new meaning. You know, when you're down at the Roanoke River and you're fishing or, or playing out, you know, on a boat to understand, like... What happened here? Yeah, not, not that long ago. Right, so. exactly. Um, I know that there was a man named Levi Coff- Coffin who was profoundly affected um, as a child by enslaved people. They touched him. Tell me about that. Yeah, so Levi Coffin, uh, he uh, was part of the Quaker community uh, in Guilford, uh, Guilford County. And, um, and one of the things we are going to talk about today is four specific locations that you can go to that are directly connected uh, to the Underground Railroad. And he was in Guilford County, and there's a, a patch of woods there. Uh, old growth woods. And back in the 1800s, those woods is where people who were escaping would hide. And a lot of times, so the Quakers are also called the friends. And if you were, might use a code and say, I'm a friend of a friend to let someone know that you are safe and that you're going to try and help them. And people would then who were escaping slavery go hide in these woods temporarily as they made their journey north. And Levi Coffin, his father, was involved in uh, abolition and and trying to help people um, get free. And Levi was walking one day as a child with his father, and he saw another little boy about his age uh, who was being driven along uh, with a whip. And he, again, with with the innocence of a child who who has not had these terrible ideas put upon them yet he looked at that and just couldn't understand why is that child his age being treated so differently than he is and and so much worse and why is he being whipped as as a child um and it it sort of made him want to be part of the underground railroad and that uh that that was a i think a, a common story as to why people might 
want to help out and, and risk themselves in this way. Heather, we'll be back after the break with more about these specific locations that you're talking about that people can visit in North Carolina and learn more about our history of slavery. Jake, I'm getting worried. My house hunt's taking longer than expected. We've made so many offers and keep losing out. You could really use the JAG Advantage. What's the JAG Advantage? The Jim Allen Group, number one real estate team in the state since 1996 with the largest inventory of home sites in the Triangle, 11,000. And they rep more than 65 communities. The Jim Allen Group? Oh, I get it. The JAG Advantage. Score with the Jim Allen Group at thejagadvantage.com. Equal housing opportunity. More great news for Cary commuters. With the new GoCarry app, you can track your bus live on the interactive map feature. Stay informed with the latest news and service updates right at your fingertips. Save your favorite locations and routes for quick and easy access, making your daily commute a breeze. Plus, with the GoCarry app, you can easily connect to GoCarry.org for even more resources and information. Best of all, the GoCarry app is absolutely free to download on the Apple and Google Play stores. GoCarry, where getting there is just a tap away. Welcome back to the WREL Daily Download. I'm talking with Heather Leah about historical symbols and locations that can teach us more about the history of slavery in North Carolina. The Underground Railroad Tree, you mentioned that, that was on the campus of Guilford College. Tell me, why is that significant? So uh, there are some trees across North Carolina that are called heritage trees or champion trees. And these are trees that have witnessed big historic moments, right? A tree that has survived long enough to have been there for history, but also has been there for something important, some sort of important moment. So on the campus of Guilford College, there is a tree that they call the Underground Railroad Tree. And it is from at least the 1700s, and it's part of this old-growth forest that hasn't been touched. And so that was, again, the place where I mentioned earlier that if you were escaping from a plantation, if you were escaping slavery, that forest was somewhere where you could hide. And you were protected there because the Quaker community was nearby, and they would help bring you food um, and bring you um clothing and items that you might need, as well as try to prevent, you know, the law from finding you. Um, likewise, if, if you were a person trying to escape slavery, you could sit in those woods. And so the, the tree that's still standing today, historians know that that tree was there when people were hiding in those woods. It, it has witnessed that event. It was shelter. It was shelter. And if you go stand under that tree. And you have, right? I have. And it's 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 a very intense and emotional experience. It's something I think people should see and, and understand that real people were hiding in these woods and hoping and praying not to get caught, just just risking their lives for freedom. Absolutely. So tell me about this Stanley Murrow false bottom wagon. This was found in a barn also uh, in Guilford County, dating back to the 1800s. Tell me about what this was used for. What does it look like? Yeah, so this is another site that you can visit. Uh, so the Underground Railroad Tree at Guilford College and then the 
False Bottom Wagon at Mendenhall Home Place. So Mendenhall Home Place, also a home belonging to a Quaker family. Um, there is a wagon there that is, I, I believe it's the only artifact uh, from of the, it's definitely the only remaining wagon in North Carolina that was used in the Underground Railroad. It's one of the only artifacts from the Underground Railroad in existence still. It is from the 1800s. And what I was told from the director uh, of Mindenhall Home Place was that this wagon, it, so if you look at it, it's got a false bottom. It's got hay on the top. Looks like a regular kind of old-timey wagon. Uh, it's got hay on the top, but there's a secret compartment if you open it. And so the bottom isn't the real bottom. Like, so if if you were to be, say you're one of the people trying to find someone who's escaping slavery, you would come with a stick and you'd push it down into the hay to find the bottom of the wagon. Make sure no one's hiding in that but, hay. Right, but the enslaved people are underneath, They're underneath that, that false, false bottom. bottom. And so you can look in there and... And, and specifically, they filled this wagon with Carolina pottery, which was apparently very valuable back then because of our clay and our artisans. And so the, they would it would deter people from sticking a stick in there because right. they don't want to break. The, you can look in this this false bottom tiny space. And try to picture a human being in there. A human or maybe two. Yeah. And you can really, I mean, you can picture – what that must have been like mm-hmm. and, and the fear when you got stopped of that stick coming down and i'm in, i'm a, i'm imagining that there were many of these but this is just the last one this is the last one at least in north carolina and the people r- driving the cart i want to mention were teenagers and they were taking the cart to ohio and back and so you're counting on these teenagers why teenagers um i think it was just they were available. They were available, and that was considered acceptable back then. I would never send, like, a 14- or 15-year-old on a cart all the way to Ohio right now. But, but back then, uh, that was them working for the family. Again, they were, they were Quakers. Right. Um, and they, of course, wanted to do this. Uh, but if you can imagine that you're counting on these teens to get you there safely. Yeah, it's hard to imagine. Mm-hmm. Um, so there is also a museum, an underground railroad museum in Little Washington, and um, that has a lot of fascinating things that we can learn there. But one of the things was some of the codes. We talked about music, um, but also something as tiny as the thread in a woman's dress. So an enslaved woman might wear a dress uh, with a certain color of thread, and that might be telling you something. Right. So um, it, it actually, it wouldn't be the enslaved woman wearing the dress. It would be uh, the abol- uh, the Underground Railroad person wearing Telling the, dress. the enslaved woman, yes. okay, this is, this is the safe route or the not safe route. Yes. And I will tell you, Lisa Jones, she's the director of that museum. And so she, all of these codes I learned from her. Um, she told me there'd be a woman standing on the waterfront. So this is on the waterfront because people were going to escape by way of boat. And or possibly go up to the Great Dismal Swamp, which that's a whole other story. But there was a very large community of uh, people who had escaped slavery and become a free black community in the Great Dismal Swamp. But this was very common to go by boat. So you would stand on the waterfront and you're trying to help someone in hiding. There's a little swampy area that's still there in Washington, North Carolina, that Lisa showed me um, where 
people would hide. Uh, people seeking freedom uh, would hide in this little swamp and they'd watch the waterfront. And there might be a woman there and she would be swinging her dress, just swinging her dress and maybe singing a song. And if she was wearing a dress with a blue thread, it would say it's safe to escape today by water. But if there was a red thread, it might mean stop. There's, there's too many eyes watching. Don't come right now. So her thread, color of thread in her skirt might tell you a clue that you need to stay safe. And again, this is this is directly from Lisa Jones. This is not something that I knew about beforehand. It, but learning these things is incredible. There also was another symbol that Miss Jones told me about where um, they would throw black-eyed peas on the ground. Like, let's say someone's there selling black-eyed peas and they spill them by accident, right? Those black-eyed peas on the waterfront might mean too many eyes are watching today. Stay in hiding. Don't come out. There's, there's people here who are searching for people escaping. Don't come out today. Um, another um, symbol that she told me about was bringing back a piece of okra. If someone delivered okra to you, it meant that um, your family member had successfully escaped and wow, was Wow, I'm getting chills just hearing about these. These are fascinating. And one more we don't want to forget is Halifax County, um, the aqueducts. Yes. So Halifax County also. So several of these sites are they're, they're, his, they're on the historic registry as underground railroad sites. So it's, you'll learn so much history at any of them. Uh, Halifax County has quite a lot of history as well. They have an underground railroad trail where you can actually see. It's terrible, um, but it's it's good to see it and understand it. There are ads, wanted slave ads, basically, people saying, and I say that because that's what they were called at the time, right? Um, that we're saying this is this is what we're looking for, describing the person. Some of these ads trying to recapture someone who had escaped would say like, they have a nice smile and they're funny. So it's like they would humanize them, but then dehumanize at the same time. Um, so I think these ads are important to see. There's a trail. It takes you to the Roanoke River, which was a popular freedom road. But one of the most poignant things to me um, in Halifax County is this aqueduct. And it's still standing today. It's this huge stone aqueduct. It's got a tunnel under it. And it was built using enslaved labor. But a lot of people who helped with the Underground Railroad were people who were enslaved themselves, and they may not be ready to escape. Um, this is something that Dr. Israel told me, and I had never thought of this, but not everybody sought freedom. Some people might have reasons to stay. Maybe they're afraid to leave their family behind. Um, maybe they are afraid they'll get separated. Um, maybe they're just afraid they won't make it. Um, so not everybody sought freedom, but they might help other people seek freedom. They still wanted to see their friends and loved ones find freedom and find happiness. And so they were working on the aqueduct. And so it's built using enslaved labor. But then the community of enslaved people used that aqueduct as cover, as a hiding place, as a hiding place wow. for people escaping to the Roanoke River. So when you see it, it's, it's a tangible, all of these places are tangible you can you can see that history. You can you can touch that history, and it's an important history to understand because I think a lot of people don't realize fully. Uh, I mean, most of what is currently downtown Raleigh today were 
plantations at one point in time. It's it's a history that we need to understand. And I can tell it, it, from your perspective, it's a real privilege to be able to connect with people who share this history. It, it was. Um, listening to when, when I went and met with, again, Lisa Jones and, and Dr. Israel, uh, first of all, amazing, amazing people with this in-depth, rich knowledge. They've spent their lives studying this history, and it, it is a privilege to sit in front of them and have them share these stories with you and, and help me understand. Um, well, Heather, it's been a privilege having you share what you learned from them with us. So thank you so much for your insight and your research and your reporting. And thank you for listening to the WREL Daily Download and making us part of your morning routine. Another great way to get WREL news is the Morning Briefing Newsletter. It's a daily email waiting in your inbox every morning with triangle news, events, and headlines to get you ready for the day. Sign up at WREL.com backslash newsletter. career-driven individuals ready to unlock your potential discover william peace university's school of professional studies our classes are tailored for the working professional attend class on your terms with our online sessions and choose from various start dates throughout the year dive into a curriculum designed for success every class is a stepping stone that takes you closer to your career goals take one or more classes it's in your hands elevate your career with william peace university's school of professional studies dive deeper at williampeace.info sps Your journey begins here. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.